Let's be real as fuck about life, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Hi, I'm Julie Chen. You can call me Jules. The Real as Fuck brand is all about providing tools and resources to help new and struggling agents succeed. I share my personal experience not only as a new real estate agent, but also how I overcame the odds starting out as a single mom with a mountain of debt and a ton of self-doubt. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Julie Chin, and today on the Real as Fuck podcast, I have Karna Live now with us again. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me again. I'm so honored and excited to be invited back. So thank you. Oh, I love your energy and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here and share and enlighten others. You know, there's nothing more satisfying to me than taking something that I've invested, you know, uh, over a decade of my life into and be able to distill it down and make it simpler for someone. Like if that is a accomplished in this conversation, then I would be so happy. Well, just the the thought there is truly amazing and exactly what new and struggling agents need because they're really already incredibly overwhelmed and there's so much coming at them. I've talked to several new agents recently and they'll Mm -hmm. pass the exam, start with a brokerage, And they're given lots of different systems to start learning, uh, whether it's a signing program, the MLS, uh, a CRM, and then not to mention the social media aspect. And maybe they're having to learn something like Canva for the first time. There's just literally Mm. so many different things coming at the new agent. And then by the time they have the good fortune to go under contract, now it's like, Oh, yeah, the contracts. How do I do that? (laughs) Right? There's just a lot of variables. 100%. Yeah, I empathize with that a lot. And uh, while I'm new in the game of supporting realtors, I have been working um, for about four or five months communicating with realtors specifically and working with teaching them Instagram. So I'm learning more of like what the actual struggles are. And I Mm. met a few I see some of the, you know, veterans in the game, but I also met a lot of the new beginners and it's been really helpful to hear what the challenges are. So I think what I'm hearing you say is one of the main things that they can struggle with in the beginning is overwhelm. Is that true? 100%. Yeah. Um, And then working with entrepreneurs for over uh, 13 years now, solopreneurs particularly and I think that plays very much into a realtor lifestyle being a solopreneur Mm. is that um that I'd be curious you know this is where you have to be I just use the word that I'm curious but I think what we need to do is like be curious about ourselves and how we will work because now you're not you're basically empowering yourself so it's a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. because it's going to give you the freedom (laughs) <laughs> and it's going to give you the uh, a space to be you. <laughs> yeah. The freedom, because, they, you know, these are, if you, there's a book called uh, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And in there, there, Mark Manson, I wrote that book. I thought it was apropos, given the title of this podcast. <laughs> uh, he talks, this has talked about many things, but it's basically like, life is problems, which problems do you want to have? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and these are like, okay. So in this case, we, this is there a place of like empowering yourself of like, I am actively choosing these problems. Like these are the problems I want to have because I am. So you're putting yourself not in a victim role of like, oh my God, is this too hard? I'm, everything's coming toward me. It's like, kind of, can you flip the script and say, right now, this is really difficult. And I am moving forward. Like what, what is the stance you're going to take? It's going to, um, it's going to inform how your experience is going to be of your growing your business as a realtor. So if you're taking the stance of like, I'm choosing these problems, I'm new, I get to do this in my pace, I'm going to, so this is something that you and I talked about too, Julie, is like um, playing the long game. Mm-hmm. If we're playing the long game, we can be way more strategic. If we're playing the short game, we're literally playing with fire because if you're trying to squeeze, if you think about, okay, I got to learn 
the CRM. I've got to learn the, the listing system. I've got to use can learn Canva. I've got to use social media. And you're thinking I got to do all this in one year or in three months. One day. Yes. That <laughs> one day. That's oh, how yes. my brain okay. works. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone in that. Yeah. But we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves mm. to figure things out quickly. And then we compare ourselves to, to people that have done things for a very long time, whether it's on social media or with realtor, realtors that are in the game a long time, we compare ourselves and then we feel less than. And so if we can also, so this is what I was talking about. If there's some like mindset, I'm sure you've talked about this before. I've seen some of the things, but some of the mindset that we can adopt is I'm choosing this. Like I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this. Like I'm choosing these problems, but I'm also taking the stance of like over the long term. I'm going to build systematic approaches to this. So right now, looking at it as like a long game and, and kind of acknowledging that the people you're comparing yourself to have done it for a very long time. And also, uh, you might be kind of downplaying your own strengths. That happens a lot. Because when we are good at something and it comes natural to us, mm. that's what typically is called being in the, like when you're in the green zone, when you're like flowing and everything's like good. I like the green zone. <laughs> I know we all do. We want to be in the green zone, but as a realtor, you're going to have to be, um, you have to say, or any solopreneur, any startup, anything you do. And there's a lot of crap, I think in the like marketing ethers of like, Oh, well, if you don't only do these, my seven step program or my process, or if you do it my way, it's going to work out because that's how they sell you on it. But there's no reality with where it's that easy. There is no reality. It actually is way harder than what people pretend it is because they're good at marketing. And if you're good at marketing, you know how to make some push a pain point in someone else and say that you have the solution for it. And most people don't have a problem embellishing a little bit in that realm. But I'm telling you from the inside out, I've looked at a lot of programs and I've worked with a lot of people. And I'm, I'm kind of the place where people come to when they've tried it all and then they've been tricked by a bunch of people and I mm. I know there are a lot of good people too there's a lot of mm -hmm. excellent people in the field but there's also a lot of noise and the people come to me and they're like oh I spent so much money on this or I did so much and it didn't work for me so if we can say so I kind of brought up a lot of different concepts there so I one thing that I was trying to emphasize is knowing that yes I will have to do things that I'm good at, things that I'm not good at, and things are going to be really hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And once I get to a certain part of my career, I can get help and outsource those things. But right now, like, it's going to, some things are going to be harder. That's normal. True. And then you're saying to yourself, like, okay, like, I'm choosing these problems. It's these things are going to be hard. I'm just a beginner. And I get to be a beginner. When I was a baby, like, think about yourself when you're a baby. How do you, how did you act? You were like, you're like trying to crawl. And then you're crawling and then it's like you're trying to walk and you're holding on to things and it's like my niece right now she's seven months old she's like grabbing hold of things that aren't really attached to anything <laughs> oh, and just no. like falls into the wall <laughs> yeah that's normal this is how we learn and we pretend that it changes when we're adults but it doesn't really Good like point. we give ourselves that permission to fall down and get dirty and it's like the people who have a hard time like the easier you can go on yourself and like see yourself as a baby and like have that mindset if you would be like good job you you did stand up you did fall in the wall but good job for you <laughs> <laughs> got back up <laughs> that's all that matters yeah. celebrating the yeah and celebrating those little wins and like actually building a practice of celebrating what your what your little milestones are like i have a wall you can't see it right now with, with post-its where i put every time i do a tiny little goal because it's how i retrained myself to get out of big goal celebration thinking mm. i took a i, took, I have post-its mm. they also match right. <laughs> uh <clears throat> you know i like matching so every little time that in, within the mindset of like long game it's like you can empower yourself by celebrating the small steps you're gonna have more juice in your tank to actually get farther because if you just be you know you, we think we're gonna beat ourselves with a stick and that's gonna motivate us that's not actually science shows my brother is a motivational um sorry not motivational he um, understands behavioral design and like how to motivate yourself to do things mm. and he's beaten this into me repeatedly no not beaten because that was the opposite of what i was saying he's gently actually nudged me into this direction <laughs> and saying like hey when you motivate yourself, you can get farther if you, if you celebrate yourself. 
So yeah, yeah. Understanding that you that you can celebrate these little milestones and I, I actually making that a practice in the long game, you'll go much further and you'll be less apt to fall into these like pockets of despair. Absolutely. And I almost think that for me personally, when I started and and I've I've actually witnessed my pattern, which is always great and mm-hmm. wonderful, awful, all at the same time when you see things in yourself, but it empowers you to be accountable and make changes. When I get overwhelmed, I shut down and I don't mm-hmm. accomplish anything. So yeah. in listening to you talk and thinking about my beginning process, which there's so many other people going through that same thing. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, I think had I known to grab a notebook, since I love paper and pens so yes. much, and also write down the wins, but also like write down the things coming at me, I really never did it. And recently in talking to a new agent on my team and, and I said, Hey, did you do such and such training? And she's like, no, no, I didn't do that. And I'm thinking, why? I know that was something that we had discussed early on when she came on the team and I wanted to learn from that moment. So it's interesting that it's kind of coming back up now. Had I back in the day and or told her while we were having the conversations as everything's coming at her, told her, let's write it out. We, what do we yes. need to do the job effectively, like get going and then write it down. We need to learn a signing program for when someone is ready to write an offer. We, we already have to be in that place. How do we work the MLS so we can find the properties to send to people or put uh, buyers on searches? Um, what is our CM, CRM? What is that? What does it do for us? Um, starting mm-hmm. off, what's the very basic I need to know to get going on that? Yes. Um, breaking it down so that those steps were manageable and then Intangible. building upon it. That's such a beautiful reflection. I was actually going to ask you what you wish you knew when you get started. So you really kind of uh, beat me to that. So thank you for sharing that. Because I, and that's, um, you shared that you like pen and paper. Love. I try to make people do. (laughs) Yes, it's so powerful. Like the the actual like connection between the brain and the hand and writing it out, it does something to our, you know, cognitively and just retains it and makes it tangible, like I said. But I also think it's valuable to transfer it, even if it's just a Google Doc, Julie. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say we're working with, like, notes or a Word document. And if you could list out, and so this is where we're starting to talk about systemizing things a little bit. We just got here naturally, girl. (laughs) Snap. I know. Uh, Julie's referring to, we were talking before, and I said, I really wanted to talk about systems. And here we are, and it's coming up so beautifully. Yeah, because you you're saying you're systemizing something. And when we systemize something, we take it from inside of our brain and we put it outside, it calms our nervous system. It calms us in knowing like, okay, there's, there's a track I can follow. And so you are a mentor. Like, so everyone ideally would have some sort of mentor or person training them, right? Is that common? Like when you, they join or how does it work when someone joins um, it, it, or becomes a new realtor? It depends on the brokerage, and it's not necessarily there, hence my book and the membership group, right? Uh, Every agent on my team was a new agent when they came on, Mm -hmm. and that's just something I'm super passionate about. I love that, and I love that you just mentioned your resources because they are so powerful, and I've read some of the reviews. So if it, yeah, so I'm, I'm my, my prayer is that everyone can just find you if they don't have a mentor because we need that external thing. But let's say it's your it's your book, it's your program or some other mentor. Mm-hmm. But by actually stepping it out and having the tangible and then saying, okay, like exactly what you just said. Maybe you can write out all the steps that need to happen, but what is it like the most, I work with this, what we call in startup culture, it's called MVP, minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. So as a new realtor, you would want to explore, like, what's the MVP for me to get the job done? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the job that needs to get done? 
And if we can empower ourselves to chunk it out into, my husband reminded me the other day, he says, how do you eat an elephant? You know, in really small bites, you know, you don't eat the whole thing, but we can break it out into small steps and then also celebrate all those little steps and not just check it off the list. I'm talking real celebration. And when you hit a big milestone, like maybe you did conquer that, that system or the CRM or the, what's it called? The MLS. Yes. The MLS. MLS, Right. right? The MLS. And you conquered that. Like what would be something there you could really, is it like you take yourself out for a coffee or you do something tangible for yourself Mm -hmm. or you do something really to emphasize the milestones? Because that's a signal to yourself that you're making progress and that is going to fortify you and make you more resilient. It's true. Otherwise it can become a real slog. It's true. And something that I thought of while you were talking is that not only would I do that looking back and watching other agents as they're learning the different programs, put it on your calendar two weeks out and four weeks out to go back and review. Because what happens is in the beginning, you're gung-ho and you're just checking these things off your list, going down, boom, 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 and super proud of yourself, totally earned, by the way. But then a month out, two months out, three months out, when you need to utilize that program, you can't, it's harder to recall what you learned in the beginning because you were shoving so Mm -hmm. much in. So I would definitely add, let's put on, on the list or the calendar, you know, you could put it on an alert on your Google calendar on your phone to go back and just do a simple review, you know, run yourself through. Do you really remember that? It could be very helpful and lower the stress for sure. Yeah. And have you been talking about using chat GPT or any of these uh, new um, AI systems for these kinds of things? You know, I've heard of them and it's on my list to look into, but I have zero knowledge at this moment. Beautiful. Well, uh, you're in luck because I wrote a guide called <laughs> uh, ChatGPT 101 for solopreneurs because that's mainly who I serve. People who are like really passionate about their work, which I think a lot of realtors are. So that falls into that category. And I will send you, I'll make sure I will um, share this resource with you because I have it as a debt free download. People can download it and just learn about prompting. So wow, is it okay you. if I take just. Uh, I'm going to have Aspen put that in our. Um our post online, if that's all right, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love to empower people because um, when it comes to these new technologies, and especially if we're talking systemization, and I want to emphasize what you just said, because it's important. So what I just heard you say is that you would say to people to review it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So how, how this new AI, uh, artificial intelligence systems can help us enhance our productivity And I want every single realtor to actually explore this a little bit. At the very least, go to openai.com or something like that, the URL, and you download ChatGPT or something to the equivalent. There's a lot of, there's just explosion of these things and they all work the same way. They're basically, um, my limited understanding is, I've been using it for about six or seven months, is that, and it's just taken hours and hours off of my workload every week. And I was able to launch, I mean, create a course outline in three hours that would have taken me months to do for my new offerings. Wow. And it's just an incredible tool. And I think um, what, is it what I understand of what you're... So the, so ChatGPT is a, it's a communication, how do I, it's a language processing tool. And what that means is that you download the software and you would basically imagine as if you're talking to a real person the way that it's programmed is to be like a conversation so same way as you and i have in this conversation the better questions that we ask and the better prompts we give each other or more information the better the reply Hmm. so if you're saying to me karna um you're from sweden what should i do in sweden what answer are you going to get back from me like hopefully I'll tell a you, wonderful oh, you list this or that. <laughs> yeah it'll be it will be a wonderful list but what if you told me this hey karna i love i'm like a total foodie i love biking i love nature um i love abba and mm-hmm. i like or so you know whatever like you would tell me these things and then you say what should i do or like history i love history 
I'd be like, okay, you need to see this museum. You need to go to these restaurants. You're going to get way more distinct Mm -hmm. answers back from me, right? Right, right. So how this works from a computer, from a computerized conversation with, uh, with AI is that you would say something like, okay, let's use, uh, I was, we were talking about systems, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to use it for Instagram or for social media Mm because it's a little more easy to explain in that Mm -hmm. way. So let's say, okay, I'm a new realtor and I'm so overwhelmed. What do I even post on social media? Now you go on uh, ChatGPT and they say, it says, hi, well, like put, put your prompt here. And you would say, I, I actually write it as a person because it helps me be more specific. So I'll be like, hey, hey, chat, um, can you please? Uh, so I'll be say, I'm a new realtor and um, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And I am just starting with Instagram. I'm a completely new beginner user of Instagram. Can you please help me brainstorm 10 topics for highly clickable and compelling sub, uh, topics for Instagram posts that I could post that would convert someone or into someone who's looking for to buy a new home or something in that realm. Wow. And please, okay, so that's the first thing. And then, so you put that in and then you will get 10. It'll be like, oh, sure. Hi. Hi, Karna. No problem. I'm sorry you're feeling overwhelmed. Let me tell you some really good. <laughs> yes, this is how wow. this is how it is because it's, yes, Julie, this is a revolutionary. It's just changed my life and how I work. And I was scared in the beginning, but as you will see in my um, chat GPT beginner guide, it's basically you learn really good prompting that what I just said is a what's called a prompt. And you can also say, please use a friendly tone. You can expl- express to it what type of tone you would like to have the output. Wow. Yes, it's all explained in the guide. And I hope everyone gets it if you're not familiar already. And if you're using it, kudos to you for being an early adopter. But these a lot of times feel really overwhelming. So what I like to give to people is download it, just experiment with it a little bit, do very specific prompts, and then only ask it things that you can verify. Because it Mm. is basically what it does is that it knows what the most logical based on your question, it's like if you have a word, it has read the whole internet, and it knows what the most next logical next word is going to be. So it just gives information. Most of the time it's accurate, but a lot of times, you know, it can be inaccurate sometimes. So we only want to use, if you're using it ethically, we only want to use it for things that we can verify that the Mm -hmm. output that it's giving me is accurate. So that's how I use, I think to use it ethically is that I say, okay, let me only use it for things that I know. I shortcut things. Um, So you can use it as a research tool and you could also use it to say, um, here are here are things that I need to learn. You could make a list and it's like, here's all the things I need to learn. I have a checklist, you know, a list for um, all the things I need to learn as a new real, uh, realtor. Mm-hmm. And I could say, please present it. I'd like to do 20 minutes about these 10 topics or whatever and make a schedule for me for the week and like put these topics into the schedule Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. or something. And then you have like a grid and what you're doing every day. I mean, it's endless, wow. the applications. I'm going to yeah, go play I'm around. I'm very passionate about it. I'll have to check back yes. in with you on that. Wow. Yes. And so so my thing, what I would like, if I had a magic wand and I could make every new realtor do this, there would be three things. Number one, join your membership and read your book. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, um, find ways to let AI enhance. It can help you with so many things. Like it could be a research tool. It can give you clickable headlines. It can help you with research. It can just shorten that. Um, anything you can ask, you, anything you can conceive of in your mind, you can ask. And the better questions you ask, the better your response. So it's basically like you have a free assistant to use uh, at your disposal. Now, the third thing is I then say, okay, well, if we're going to move into an area where people are going to be using more of these, because people are not everyone is ethical and not everyone is really taking care. They're using this to just churn out. You're just looking at people. You're like, why are you posting six times a day? Or how are these people doing this stuff? Well, they've learned how to use these kind of automation tools. And also probably they were born with a bunch of money and they had money to hire people. <laughs> Usually, you know, they have some level of privilege when you think, oh, wow, they're so great. You're like, mm, it's probably their privilege. But 
Um, or sometimes it's hard work and, and grit. And I, I appreciate those people too. But a lot of times we compare ourselves with people who might have way a different starting point than we mm-hmm. have. So we're going to get rid of all that and say, okay, so if I'm doing, if I'm in Julie's program, if I'm using AI as my free uh, assistant, how now, as all these people are using these tools, how can I be more me? Mm-hmm. And this is like what I want to emphasize. In a world that's going to be more dominated by robots, the more you can be you and the more you can show your personality and the more that you can use your actual natural gifts and talents and design your marketing around your natural gifts, the more sex- successful you would, will be. Mm-hmm. And that's true now. And I, my prediction is that it's going to be getting more true because um, people want to buy from other humans they don't want to people are going to catch on real quick about all these polished content spewing out of these robots but can they be you talking to camera they that will never be able to be replicated and really tapping into what makes you you and what makes you come alive so So those are my three things what so what is the drawback um, I'm assuming I know nothing about this. So I remember mm-hmm. Brooke Silva, who was on the podcast at some point, it, it just came up really briefly, but, uh, I got the sense that it was a controversial topic. Uh, and now hearing more about mm-hmm. it from you, I'm feeling a little bit excited. So do you <laughs> have information on that where you could enlighten us as to the other side of it and how does that which, which side um the contra the controversy around it and utilizing it to oh, be to. your authentic unique self promoting your business how how do you walk that line such a great question and i'm this is li- literally my passion uh what you're talking about now so i would say the drawbacks would be as you can imagine like one huge drawback is the fact that somehow these companies have gotten access to just read the whole internet. So it's essentially plagiarizing. Like in some way, the, the information that it's gotten is by humans putting painstakingly gathering this information and putting it online. And now you have these robots that are just reading it on and then giving you answers based on probability. Mm-hmm. So the drawback would be that could be something where you're like, hey, that doesn't feel like a hundred percent cool. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, what? It's like, it just gives you kind of a little bit of a, like a weird taste in your mouth. Like, uh. mm-hmm. so then other drawback is then people are able to, you can have it write essays and people are getting, oh, kids are using this in school. So they're being, teachers are like, all of a sudden these kids are writing these essays. Like that sounds like a professor wrote it at a college level. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how, how you can say, write this at, on a college level essay with this thesis, with these source. I mean, okay but it usually gives you wrong sources. So it's, you know, there's a lot that can go wrong here. That's oh, why I said only use sure. it for things that you can verify right. or things that would make your life easier, like research and summarize it. You can say summarize realize, this book. That, like, do you realize I have a daughter going to college this month? <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to have a conversation now, with her as about you mentioned this. It, hundred yeah. percent. I, I would definitely recommend you having that and just educating yourself a little bit about it. I think everyone should, uh, I would be very wise to do that moving forward. Another drawback would be that what I said earlier, where it is some smart people, I mean, aside from business, a lot of scammers are going to get a whole lot better because their English is then all of a sudden going to be perfect. So those <laughs> weird emails that you got from like some person with broken English are going to start sounding real much better, you know, like, <laughs> Please write me an email based on, you know. Yeah, I got it, It's going to be problematic. So, yeah, so that's okay. something. Just to empower ourselves, like, as a human level, mm-hmm. we need to be much more discerning and not and really look into sources and really be more uh, mindful of who we are engaging with and give our money to and all of that. Mm-hmm. So tell the old people, tell all the old people <laughs> in your life to be more hypervigilant because this is going to be a side problem. And to go back to your question of like, how do we do this elegantly is I just think about it exactly how I said earlier, if it's your assistant, if it's not doing the work for you, but helping you make it a little bit easier, but ultimately you're the one that it's like a, you can call it a, my mentor calls it a thought calculator. Like it helps you think about brainstorm stuff. 
And are you, maybe you're writing it, but you got help. Like, how do I structure? And it can help you with structure. It can help you with these things that, and it, now it writes codes and entire websites and stuff like that. We're not going to go into this because this is a a beginner podcast, but (laughs) exploring it for like, and you can even ask it, like, what are some productivity tasks? And like, what can you help me with, with social media? It'll tell you. Wow. So you can use it that way. And it's very powerful. And then I would say how we, I want to ask one question before I answer this. If you were to say, Julie, like when you started, what are your like innate gifts and talents and how do, would they lend themselves to the type of marketing that you do? Like, how did you take what you're innately to you and how have you used that in your career as a realtor? Hmm. You know, I, I'm not certain. I just know I have always been a really hard worker and mm-hmm. not not afraid of hard work um, and somewhat organized. The busier I get, the the more valuable my skills are. As a stay-at-home mom who homes, homeschooled my children, uh, multitasking because I had three daughters, different grades, different learning styles. So I think those qualities helped me. I was concerned because I was coming into the workforce at the age of 50 and hadn't really worked. And so I had this inner dialogue going on that could have derailed me. Mm-hmm. So I really pushed to focus on what skills I was actually bringing to the table. Stay-at-home moms have a shitload of skills, and we allow society to make us feel like we're less than because we have chosen that road. I am and will always be incredibly grateful that I had the opportunity to be at home with my children and I mm. wish all moms and dads who wanted that had that opportunity. Um, we have skills and we need to just believe in ourselves and write those things down because you're jug- every every stay at home parents juggling so much stuff. And I think because of that, I can juggle multiple clients mm-hmm. and multiple deals at the same time. And I'm not, I'm not losing things, um, dates and contacts and whatever, whatever I need to be doing. Uh, I think so far the highest I've had is 10 or 11 under contract deals at one time, plus juggling, you know, a couple dozen buyers. Whoa. Yeah. Hats off to you. And yeah. I'm definitely here to to on the horn of stay at home moms and how or dads. Well, I don't want to leave I, them out just in case. Parents, yeah, let, stay at home well, parents. Let's call right? parents, yeah, and true, parents, true. and we can include any gender in there so in that um, umbrella. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that you realize that there there were things about you that technically could have been drawbacks, but you ended up finding ways to turn that into something positive. And as you were going through, what I'm hearing you say, maybe a lot of your work was really about your tenacity and like building relationship with multiple people and staying on top of it it sounds Mm -hmm. like that you were like constantly reaching out to people and like juggling this way Mm -hmm. and did you grow most of your business like word of mouth no um I use Zillow and that's it's interesting because that's typically a topic no one ever wants to talk about but I didn't have Mm -hmm. a sphere to really pull from so I chose that avenue. And for me personally, I was able to build the business I have based on using that resource. I have since built my business through referrals and, and I am fortunate to have great reviews and happy, happy clients, but that's how I started. Wow. Okay, that's incredible. So I hear so much resourcefulness in you. And this is what I would want to emphasize that everybody is this resourceful and have skills, but in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, look at instead of what's, what's Susie doing? What's Kyle doing? What's, what's everybody doing? Yes, 
do that too. Like find your people and, and model yourself and like, you know, apply yourself to people and be that, that could be really powerful. Like you, you shared, like you have an expert, people can go through your stuff and, and have a checklist and really get support. But first I would want people to explore like, who are they? And really, this is where you have to really get like, you have to step up, step into your like real, like self love self be like, okay, for, for an hour, I'm just going to suspend all judgment and take mm-hmm. away all like, who am I? Like, okay, who am I? What are my core values? Da, 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 da. What are my passions? These are the things. What are my skills? And it could be like, turn it into something when it, when maybe it's like, well, I'm such an introvert. Well, how can I do that? Well, I'm sure there's a bunch of introverts Been on the there, market that, that don't want to. I have a whole team of introverts. <laughs> yes. And, and what, what it could be like, not everyone wants to work with these extravagant, like very loud realtors. I mean, there's so everyone, there are people for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so you turn these things. Okay. Well then think about it for you started a podcast because you enjoy talking to people. No, but that's no, I did daunting. not. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell me. I am a behind okay. the screen person. No, no, it's a, a valid assumption. I wrote the <laughs> book because I want that information to help others. I would mm. be fine if that I was able to just stay behind the curtain, but yeah, I my marketing <laughs> team said no, I have to be out there. So I am in front of everyone kicking and screaming and uncomfortable every single time. And guess what? I push through because I want to reach the people who need my help because they're trying so hard and they have a family to support mm. and they're frustrated and overwhelmed. And and I've been there, right? And it just yeah. I just believe it doesn't have to be that hard. Wow, what a beautiful. So you're kind of going back to what I was sharing about when you're doing something like this, when you are a solopreneur, that you're going to have to be in your green, yellow, and red zone. And either, you know, you're going to have to work with each of them and make them work for you. Mm-hmm. So the, there are certain things, though, that I, that, can, that I heard that came more natural to you. So people can really emphasize first, but, but I, what, I wanna, what I was trying to get to is I want people to understand what their superpowers are, even if they, and ask like your best friends, like ask people who work with you, what do you th- get uncomfortable being like, what do I actually bring to the table mm-hmm. and start being mm-hmm. like, you know what, these things are, and then think about it. Okay. Uh, and you don't have to do when it comes to marketing. Yes. Your team is pushing you, but sometimes you have to push yourself and do things mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone. That's just life. everybody. It's life. There's no, <laughs> get over it. It's life. And there, <laughs> yeah, it's life. And it actually is. There's a, there's a level of freedom also that comes with you pushing yourself out of something you're, uncomfortable with so but I say build some of your marketing strategies or some of the ways that you're building your business around your strengths like you multitasking but for someone else maybe it's like um they do have a network and they can go and talk to those people Mm -hmm. everyone have but what are the unique talents what are unique assets maybe this like okay well I have a nest egg because I have another career and have a little bit of money saved okay then you have the uh, the benefit of being able to hide. none of them are bad. It's just like, what right. do I have at my disposal and how do I use that? And Love then, that. yes, there's, especially when it comes to marketing, you will have to be a little bit uncomfortable, but if we stop taking ourselves so dang seriously and realize that the dream that we have and the vision for, and what the freedom we can have and what we show our kids or the legacy we're creating is so much more important than that little discomfort that we have to feel Um, that's called being like pulled by your vision. And I feel like that's something that if we're really clear on what we're able to create and we believe in that, then we can work. It gives us enough. It gives us enough passion or like inner drive to be able to like go through those push through the hindrances that come up as we go on the path. Absolutely. There's no growth in, stay and put you have to push yourself and you have to be uncomfortable and and I say in the book you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable that is just life in general but it's a huge part of this particular chosen career path for sure all right so we I've talked a lot today is there anything that you would like to learn more about and what I've been talking about or any new questions that we could wrap up with what's your what are your thoughts here strategy um Mm -hmm. 
strategy utilizing the systems. If you could simplify that a little bit for the listener, what would be... And we're talking about marketing or marketing in in general or specifically social media marketing, which avenue do you think would be most useful? Well, I think social media is a is a huge proponent. So yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Okay, cool. Here's what I, and I probably talked about this in my first podcast episode, but it doesn't hurt to say it again, because there are certain things that I just wish that if you can really internalize this information, mm-hmm. it becomes so much easier. Mm-hmm. And that is, okay, going back to my initial thought about the long game. Mm-hmm. And if we can look at uh, quality over quantity as a beginner. So what that means is that we can commit to, if you look at behavioral design, and if let's say you wanted to start meditating, what typically people will do, they say, okay, I'm going to meditate every day for 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, anytime during the day, I'm going to meditate. Okay. Do you know how many people are successful doing that? (laughs) Zilch. (laughs) So what do you do? You start with, you're saying, okay, what's the absolute minimum? And you say, I'm going to do it. And then you tie it to an existing habit. So let's say this is called habit stacking. Mm. So let's say you're, it's like, okay, after I brush my teeth, because I do that every day, I will sit for five minutes and this location, and I'm going to put out a pillow right there because now you're minimizing the, whatever the, the obstacles. Right, right, right. So you have the, you have the pillow right in your room. You have it stack it. So, you know, I'm doing this at this time and I'm doing for five minutes and I'm going to do that for 30 days. So that is how Mm. we can build. We build by starting small. We're actually able to then, once that habit has become easy, now we can make it seven minutes, 10 minutes, and then we have something to build on. We have a habit to build on. How this works in marketing is that we have to commit, but I would like, instead of trying to come out the gates blazing, commit to a monthly calendar that feels viable to you. Mm -hmm. Like the minimum, like if, 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 if everything is going wrong in my life, what's the thing that I can still do? You know, the kids are sick or I'm sick or whatever. So what is the least thing I could do and start with that. And if you could say, I'm going to do this for six months, if you manage to do that minimum uh, approach for six months, then you can build onto those habits. What ends up happening otherwise is they're like, okay, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge and I'm going to post every day on social media and it's going to be great. And then you're like, okay, so then you start like a day 11. Oh, actually you fell missed. off the wagon. Now you feel like you should have, you missed it. Okay. Oh, well, let me try again. No, actually now something happened and I couldn't do it. Now I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I knew it. Like oh, I suck at this. I can't keep it. Mm-hmm. negative thoughts starts happening. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's like dieting. It doesn't work. We have to find same way you you want to diet. Like I used to be a health and eating psychology coach back in hundred years ago. So when how I used to work with clients, I'm like, it's not going to work. No, like no, diets have like a ninety six or ninety seven percent failure rate. Wow. <laughs> they gain. I people, didn't know that. People gain. That's bad. Yes, look it up. It's a real statistic. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's very bad because people will go on the diet and they're like feel great, and then they fall off the wagon and they gain usually gain back more. Right. And that the equivalent of that in the marketing sense is that the ga- the weight you gain is the mental load of, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. This is hard, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So from a marketing perspective, think about what all are the activities that you can, so it's like, okay, I'm going to do LinkedIn, let's say, and uh, no, let's keep it simple. Let's say the three main things are LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. First of all, Facebook and Instagram, they can be the same content with some slight modifications. And you say, okay, for six months, I'm going to commit to doing one post a week on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Mm. And it's going to be on my calendar. And I'm going to go to chat GPT and I'm going to have it generate 10 topics in my niche. And I'm going to be very specific. And then I'm going to have this list. And each Wednesday at 10, I will sit down and I will make it. And I will schedule it for, for the following day at 9. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm posting every Thursday at 9 a.m. Love that. And if you... And if you had it like that and you say, okay, and I will post it on these three places with some slight modification, because usually you can, you just have to be a little more mindful. Like on LinkedIn, it's a little more professional, but ultimately it doesn't really matter. The most important thing would, if you can get into a habit of doing something systematically and build, and it's not about the likes in the beginning, it's really about, it's about that incremental, it's like building a muscle Mm -hmm. because once you do that, 
you're like, okay, I feel good about this. And then it's like, well, I think I want to try doing a reel. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to do every, I'm going to try to do this. So it's like, you're building this systematic approach. And if you're doing it, um, really doubling down to what makes you, what you're passionate about and really putting your personality into the things you're creating. So it's no, it's not a quote that says live, laugh, love. <laughs> it is, you have your brand colors, you have your brand fonts, you know, you, you show up the same way so that people now can start. They're like, this person is consistent because remember the lurkers. It's not about how many times they, in the beginning, it's not about how they always are engaging and all that. People believe and trust in people who are consistent with anything. Okay. And especially as a realtor, even if they're in the peripheral and they see you, even if they say, let's say they saw one post of yours and they're like, oh, that's really good. And then they look and they're like, oh, I see a whole, you know, I see nine posts that are extremely useful for me. They're consistently branded this person has showed up even once a week. That's a trustworthy person. Mm -hmm. So can we get out of the mindset of I'm an influencer and I'm building tens of thousands of <laughs> none of that is relevant in this career. None of it. It's true. It's really about uh, social media becoming kind of like a touchstone for anyone who finds you, however they do. And you can listen to the the first episode where we talked about like the SEO and the in the bio so you can be found and stuff like that in the handle and name field. So that's a little plug for the first call that we had Toot toot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say is just tune out the noise and say, well, what can I do? What if I showed up? And if you showed up every Wednesday or, and you created something and posted it every Thursday, you would have 52 posts in one year. Good point. Yeah. And imagine that you are a person, which most likely people aren't buying like, it's not a small, it's not a short term window. Like right. they like meet you and then two years later, they want to, mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff. And they can see those, they can go and see, they're going to find you after 52. Yeah. In the beginning, it's going to look measly. It's going to look like, uh, I have three posts with one, like <laughs> you are better than that. You're smarter. You don't, you are, you're too not whatever else is thinking about that. It's not good enough and it's not liked enough and da da da. And you're tuning out your own perception of what's supposed to be. And you say, I'm in the long game. And I'm posting something really useful that's in my tone of voice, with my personality, with my brand. Maybe I'm, maybe you're funny. Then you put a little quirk on it. Maybe you are really good with statistics. Well, put the statistics in there and like be the statistic gal. Maybe you are, um, a, you love the local, you're a local resource. And actually you post every week about a new place in the area that you, and people want to follow you because you're a local resource. What is your thing? Value plus your thing plus consistency equals sales in the long run. That was phenomenal. My drop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that. That was great. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough for being here and totally hope you'll say yes to coming back I feel like there's just so much that we could cover and offer to our listeners I, I love hanging out with you you bring out a side of me that really I, I really enjoy oh yay <laughs> because you give so much permission for me like I feel safe here I feel like I can be mm -hmm. myself I don't feel like I have to be some expert I can literally just be me and share what is on my heart and my experience and that's very valuable. So thank you for creating this safe and beautiful container for me to be able to share my, my mm. work. I could cry. I love that. I, I, I really, really, really do. There's just so much to the beginning process for agents that's so tough. And I just wanted to be able to address it and be transparent and more than helpful, you know, be a support and an encourager. So you are all of that and more. So I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your insight and just who you are in general. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't wait to hear the feedback on it. Um, you, you just provide so much value. 
Can you let our listeners know where they can connect with you? We'll definitely go ahead and get that chat GPT over to Aspen so she can include it everywhere in the social media posts for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm open to questions. So you can find me on my website, karnalivenow.com, which is K-A-R-N-A-L-I-V-N-A-U.com. And I also am on Instagram uh, with underscore alignment marketing underscore. And I'm actually, I'm like stumbling onto creating a revolution. Uh, Right now I haven't been posting because I've been going through a very like deep metamorphosis of my own. But when I come back, I really feel that what I have to offer the world, it's like beyond the noise and it's beyond all this bells and whistles. And, and I'm, I feel like I'm, we're creating something real and lasting. And I would love for people to, that want this like more heart centered path forward where we're doing, I mean, literally all the things I teach, it's like tried and true. Like, yes, I've grown like 52,000 follower account with this strategy. So it's not just luck. They're real strategies. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not just, but they they come they're based on alignment with your true self and then and they're respectful and they like invite people into a consensual market like relationship versus mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell you on something or right. try to persuade you and I believe it's the future I think people are getting tired of it old marketing strategy and techniques and I think people are really looking for something else and whoever is really kind of leaning into getting the support from the AI but then really like leaning out with their big heart and who they are in the world, like publicly, that's who's going to be truly successful and like build a legacy of love and awesomeness in the world. I think you're so right. I mean, this is a relational business and people Mm -hmm. want to see a genuineness in, in people. And we, we are helping with that platform. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And listeners, if you have any questions or topics that you want us to handle, please DM us on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, at Real AF Program, and we'll be happy to cover those. We appreciate you, and thank you for tuning in. And till next time, keep it real as fuck. Make sure you subscribe to our Spotify channel so you get updated every time we drop a new podcast. And check out our website at realafprogram.com.